not fair. <laughs> the teachers who were here yesterday, you never know. Never, ever, ever know who's in your audience, who's in your class, what they're going to be 10, 20, 30 years from now. You never, ever know. And never judge your success or failure based on what you see in front of you. If you are planting seed, planting seed, planting seed, that is what you are called to and I'm ap I, I didn't know that was happening so wow thank you so very very much Jackie thank you so much yeah she's just a Dornbach youth yeah yeah so Jackie thank you so very very much wow okay hi how's everybody doing <laughs> how's your day going Mine's a little overwhelmed right now wow that's that was crazy that was crazy well thank you my name is Brent Randall Regnart I've been a children's pastor of one form or another since 1990. I've joked that I have been every type of children's pastor imaginable. I've been the volunteer children's pastor. I've been the part-time paid children's pastor. I've been the full-time paid children's pastor. I've been the interim children's pastor. I've been the consulting children's pastor. And I've been the unfortunately let go children's pastor. <laughs> I've done it all. I've done it all. There you go. Um, so I am thrilled to be here. Pastor Gary, uh, we put this on the calendar a long, long time ago, and I've really, really been looking forward to this. Good to see the Schultz. This is just, it was great to see them. I haven't seen them in a long, long time. And I made some new friends. I'm in trouble. I have to tell you, this handsome gentleman right here on the third, second, third row, I don't know your, I still don't know your name. All I know is he's taller than me, he's bigger than me, better looking than me, and I'm in trouble with him, Okay. I called his wife a nickname yesterday, and I heard about it this morning. That's all I'm going to say. So he said, I need to come find this guy who's talking to my wife. It's me, but we're all good. Are we square? We're good. All right. Hi, Heather. How you doing? Hello, Sister Heather. How's it going? I am thrilled to be here. I am from Stockton, California, Northern California. We joke that there's two parts of California. There's Southern and Superior. <clears throat> and I'm happy today to bring you greetings from Brother Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, I was just, you know what, it's one of those things you think about at the last second. I'm standing there in the corner and I'm thinking, oh man, I forgot. I forgot. Super Bowl Sunday, I sent this man a picture of me wearing my Garoppolo shirt. He turns right around and sends me a photo of his entire family all decked out in Chiefs gear. Like, okay, we're, we're in good shape. We're in good <laughs> So we're, There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's, fun, that's funny stuff. But anyway, hey, I'm, I am really, really glad to be here. All right, yesterday, uh, if you weren't here yesterday, you blew it. Okay, that's all I can tell you. You blew it, okay? I don't care if you got married yesterday. You blew it. Okay, you should have been here. And right now, you all didn't know I was going to do this. I need everyone on the children's ministry team, Sunday school team, and youth team, I need you all up here. You have seven seconds to get here. 
Don't they look good, everybody? Now, I know them a little bit. We spent a good chunk of time um, yesterday, and so I've learned some names. I've learned some people. I don't know every name. I don't know everybody. But I will tell you what I do know about everybody on this platform. Everybody on this platform, including young lady down here, everybody on this platform, they are my heroes. We, we talked about this yesterday. They get it. Their job is to help build the next generation of influential Christian leaders in this community. That is their job. Now, I'm going to take some pressure off of them. Your job is not to raise godly kids. That is not your job. It is not the job of a Sunday school teacher to raise godly kids. Now, God did give the job of raising godly kids to somebody. Does anybody know who God gave the job to? The parents. It's the parents' job to raise godly kids. Their job is to come alongside of you and assist you in doing your job. They have come to your side to help you do your job. And I am a firm believer in guilt-free children's ministry. Guilt-free children's ministry. Never, ever drive away from here at 12 noon on a Sunday, 9 o'clock on a Wednesday. Never drive away from here feeling guilty about who you can't reach and what you're not succeeding in and, and you, you're not, you can't get through to that one kid and, and, you, and you drive away from here just heartbroken because, oh no, it's all on me and if, it, if I don't succeed, they're going to be lost and blah, 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 blah. Do not drive away from here with that feeling because it is not your job to raise godly kids. Your job is to come alongside of them and help them do their job. And because they are coming alongside of you, helping you do their job, or do your job, I have a couple of keywords for you. Starbucks gift cards. <laughs> Y'all have Starbucks there? Starbucks gift cards. Thank you notes. Flowers. Words of appreciation. If, the, if you are a parent or a grandparent of a child who is impacted by one or more of these people, stand up. If you are a parent or a grandparent of a child that is being impacted by one or more of these people, stand up. You are who I am talking to. Do not take this team for granted. I think that's good enough. I should say it again. Do not take this team for granted. They are helping you do your job. And they deserve your appreciation. They deserve your support. Amen? Amen. And when you pray, when you pray, you pray for this team. 
I know Pastor Gary, Sister Jackie are wearing a lot of hats, and right now they're leading this team, and you keep them in your prayers. They absolutely need your prayer and support. Please appreciate this team. Oh, and by the way, if you want to join the best team in this church, go see Pastor Gary. He'll, he'll sign you right up. Let's give them another hand, everybody. So, today some of you walked in and you, you found your pew and you sat down and then you started looking at the slides that were rolling and then you started hearing the Veggie Tales playing in the background. Yeah, there you are. Somebody, did anybody play Father Abraham? Did that happen? Yeah. <clears throat> so... You walked in, you sat down, you realized, oh no, I forgot. This was on the calendar, wasn't it? <laughs> it's a kid's service. And you've come in with the mentality of, oh well, it's just about the kids, so I'm just going to, I'm here, I'm present, but... I'm just going to lay back on this one because it's just about the kids. Let me tell you about just about the kids. You just heard a testimony from an influential Christian leader 10 minutes ago. And where do kids like that get impacted? They get impacted in church services just like this one right here. The future of your church and community are in here on the front rows. And even though we're going to kind of aim at them, we're not totally aiming at them. We're aiming at you, too. Uh, my favorite audience is 2 to 92. But please do not, please do not lay back because, oh, it's not about me today. It's just about the kids. Oh, no, it is about you, and it's about your future. It's about the future of your community going on here. It's the future of your church going on here, and we need all of your support and participation in everything that's about to happen. Amen? Is that fair? It's not just a kid's service. It is not just a kid's service. It's a service for everybody. But I love these good-looking people up here on the front row. Very cool. Very cool. Pastor Gary, Sister Jackie, thank you so much for inviting me to be here, taking the risk to let me be here and, uh, and uh, we just had a phenomenal time yesterday, and I hope we made a lasting impact on your team. So thank you so very, very, very much. If you, I don't know what your culture is, if you want to stand for the word, you can do that. That's fine with me. I'm in John chapter 10 and verse 27. Go ahead and stand. I'll just, just in case it's your culture to stand, I'll have you stand. John chapter 10 and verse 27. I'm reading from the New King James Version. My, Jesus is speaking here. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Everybody say those five words with me. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Say those five words with me again. My sheep hear my voice. Turn around, high five your neighbor, and you may have a seat. Thank you so much. I 
need, I need a quick survey. I have one little detail I did not take care of before I got up here, and I need to take care of that one little detail right now. I need to know if there is a woman in the audience, probably not Heather. That probably would not be a good idea. <laughs> I can't even look at her right now. I need to know if there is a woman in the audience who can whistle loudly. Now, kids, this is not for you. I'm looking for a lady in the audience who, if you can whistle loudly and let it rip, is this my lady? Yeah. Oh, let me hear it. There it is. That's what I need. Okay. And your first name is? Ginger. All right. Let's give Ginger a hand. Thank you. Ginger, Ginger, I should probably write that down. Lady, lady in stripes with the cutie on her lap. There you go. Ginger, got it. Okay. <laughs> we're good. Okay, we're done whistling. I hate doing that because the kids will whistle for the next 20 minutes. You know, it's like, oh, I, I could have, I could have done that. I could have done that. All right, I'm gonna play um, Caesar. We already checked the, the volume on this. I'm going this direction. Okay. Um, what we're going to do, somebody's whistling, if you'll stop, please. Thank you very much. It's really distracting. Thank you very much. It's probably Heather. So, okay. <laughs> just, okay. Just stop. Just, just stop. Okay. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm going to play you some voices. Everybody say voices. And we're going to play a little bit of a game, and we're playing with not just the kids. This is for the kids, but it's for everybody in the room. So look at your neighbor and say, play with him. Look at your other neighbor and say, he means you. Everybody plays the game. Now, I'm going to play you a voice. If and when you recognize the voice... All I want you to do is raise your hand. So let's practice. Let's pretend you hear a voice, recognize the voice. What are you going to do? Show me what you're going to do. That's not everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, play with him. If you recognize the voice, show me what you're going to do. There you go. All right. Okay. Now, I don't need you to blurt out the name. I don't need you to tell your neighbor who it is. I just want you, what do I want you to do? Raise your hand. When you recognize the voice, I'm looking for you to raise your hand. All right, here we go. Voice number one. Caesar, I hope this is good. Here we go. Caesar, I hope this is good. Here we go. Well, Caesar, I hope it's good. Here we go. La -na -na -na. My entire message link is linked to what I'm about to do. Hang on, everybody. Talk amongst yourselves for a moment, shall you? So how was your Saturday? How was your Saturday? Yeah, my Saturday was wonderful. Oh, good. Oh, good. I have an error message on the app. How wonderful is this? This is great. Is anybody nervous for me right now? I, I'm not. I'm good. Everybody good out there? Cool. All right. All right. Here we go. We're good. If my lips ever left my mouth, packed a bag and headed south, that'd be too bad. I'd be so sad. All right, if you recognize the voice, who is it? Give yourselves a hand. Good job. About two-thirds of the room knew that one. All right, here we go. Voice number two. 
I suffer from short-term memory loss. It runs in my family. At least I think it does. Where are they? That's not even half the room. And it's not even necessarily half the kids. Hmm. I think we should try that one again. I suffer from short-term memory loss. It runs in my family. At least I think it does. Where are they? On the count of three. One, two, three. Give yourselves a hand. Nice work. All right, here we go. Voice number three. Everybody knows that one. Count of three. One, two, three. Give yourselves a hand. All right. Voice number four amongst the six is probably, I have found it to be the toughest. So I will be impressed if you know this one. You should, but many of you might not. Here we go. Voice number four. I can't believe I'm about to talk to the little red-haired girl. It's moments like this when you need your faithful friend. I can't believe I'm about to talk to the little red-haired girl. It's moments like this when you need your faithful friend. Gentleman in the, in the back is all in. He is all in. Who is that, sir? No. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three. Charlie Brown. There you go. Give yourselves a hand. Nice work. Good. <laughs> all right, voice number Five. Oh, I almost forgot. To make the clubhouse appear, we get to say the magic words. Miska, Muska. <laughs> Who is it again, everybody? Give yourselves a hand. Very nice. I'm very impressed. Who's gone 0 for 5 so far? Who's 0 for 5? Where are you? There you go. There you go. Yeah, the people are... Uh, I have no clue what this man is doing. They, why did they let him in my church? He's playing Elsa and Dory. What's going on? All right, here we go. Last one. This is my favorite of the six. Here we go. You are a toy! You are the real Buzz Lightyear. You're, you're, you're an action figure. You are a child's plaything. Count of three. One, two, three. Give yourselves a hand. Way to go. Way to go. Now, why do we recognize these voices? I didn't play any movie. I didn't bring in a DVD. I didn't download anything and throw it on the screen. You saw no Dory. You saw no Elsa. You saw no Charlie Brown. Yet I play only 
the voices. No cartoons, no movies, nothing. Just the voices. And your hands are up. I know that voice. I know that voice. I know that voice. How is it that you know these voices, even though we put nothing up on the screen? It is because over the last several years, we have been listening to these voices. They are voices we recognize because we have been listening. I'm watching the audience. I'm watching a couple of my older friends, and they're going, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. Uh, no, zero on that one. A couple of you never raised a hand. Now, brave man in the corner, he was all in on all of them, but he was wrong half the time, so I'm not sure. I, sorry. I'm sorry about that. But many of us recognize the voices because we have been listening to the voices. We don't need to see them. Don't need to see them to recognize them. We just recognize them because we've heard them over and over again. People ask. Children ask. Adults ask. How can I hear the voice of God in my life? How? That's not my phone going off, I hope. Okay, good. I'm good. How can I hear the voice of God in my life? And the key to hearing the voice of God in our lives is learning how to listen for his voice. You know, in the Bible, we see Samuel as just a young kid living in the temple with the priest Eli. And God needed to speak to Eli, but Eli was not listening. So God had to find somebody else to talk to. So he found a kid to talk to. And one night, Samuel was laying on his cot. Middle of the night, he hears a voice come out of the sky, Samuel. Samuel jumps up thinking it's Eli that's calling him, and he runs to Eli's room. Eli, did you call me? No, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel goes back to bed, gets under the covers. Ten minutes later, he hears, Samuel. He thinks it's Eli. Jumps out of bed, runs to go see Eli. Eli, you called me. No, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Samuel goes back to bed and thinks, he's losing it. <laughs> Gets back in bed. Ten minutes later, Samuel, third time, jumps up, runs Eli. Eli, you called me again. He's thinking, you geezer, you called me again. Eli's gone, and he, Eli finally, smart enough, wise enough to realize, oh, Maybe God's talking to you. If you hear it again, say, I'm listening, Lord. What do you have to say? Samuel goes back to bed. Ten minutes later, Samuel. Samuel then rose up and said, I'm listening, Lord. What do you have to say? Now, and then, and then God had a message for Israel from that point on. He did talk, though, to a kid. He talked to a kid. Because the adults in his life weren't listening. 
So he talked to a kid. Now, I've been living for God about 50 years plus, and I've yet to hear God talk to me out of the sky. I think that if God ever did talk to me out of the sky, I'd go running down my street screaming like a, like a sissy. Ah! It would completely freak me out. And that's not necessarily the way God talks to us, but God does talk to us through his voice if we know how to listen. You have voices, kids, you have voices in your life that you recognize. Adults, you have voices in your life that you recognize. And when you recognize them, you respond to them. We have our friends we recognize. We have our parents that we recognize. There could be 300 kids in the mall and 300 moms in the mall. But as soon as one mom yells out, Judah! Judah recognizes that voice and will respond to that voice. There are voices in our, in our lives that we completely recognize and we completely respond to. Now, I work, as, as Jackie mentioned, I work in Stockton. I work for a radio station, KYCC Radio. And on our complex, this is the, this is the location where Pastor Gary went to college I hated to see him leave. He worked for the station for a while. We loved his work. By the way, if he turns up missing this afternoon, do not come looking for him, okay? So, and after what she did today, I just, I'm just going to have to be a package deal. So. But uh, I, work on, I work on the Christian Life College, Christian Life Center complex. Right in the middle of that complex is KYCC Radio. That's my day job. That's where I'm going to be tomorrow morning. If you want to hear me on the radio tomorrow, uh, 5 till 9 a.m. Pacific time, I'll be there. That's called a promotion. So I work for a radio station. Well, my wife, Rachel, who, by the way, I've been married to for 42 years. She has put up with me. We just celebrated our 42nd anniversary. Yahoo. So, Yahoo. So she works at Stockton Christian Academy on the same complex, on the same grounds. But we're, we spend our work days about 100 yards, 150 yards apart from each other. We don't necessarily see each other during the day. I'm at the radio station. She's busy helping run the school. We barely connect during a work day. But every once in a while, I will step out of my building to possibly go to my car to retrieve something or I'm leaving on an errand or something, and I'll head out to the parking lot, to my car. Every once in a while, on a very, very fortunate day, I'll be heading for my car Ginger, your part is coming up. Is she still here? Okay, good. Okay. I will head out to my car. Work, just my mind's focused on what I'm focused on for the day. But then coming from 150 yards away, I'll hear something that sounds like this. There we go. I'll hear a whistle. Anybody want to help her out? Ladies, where are you? Go ahead. Help her out. There we go. Okay, I got a few. Thank you. You can stop now. Okay. And I'll be going out to my car, and all of a sudden I'll hear a whistle. No more. We're done. And I will look up, and I'll look for her. 
and 150 yards away, standing in front of the building, there she is. And guys, 42 years later, the heart, there she is. It's a sound that I've been listening to for 42 years. It's a whistle. Now, Ginger whistled. A few others of you whistled. Your whistles, as wonderful as they may be, don't mean diddly or squat to me because it's not the whistle. Everybody with me? You whistle it all day long. But if Rachel, stop, please, somebody. Parents, if that... Parents, if that's your kid, please stop them. And kids, if that's your parents, please, please tell them to quit. But I hear that whistle. And I respond to that whistle because I've heard that sound, that voice for 42 years. And it gets my attention every time. Because I recognize that sound. I recognize that voice. How come I recognize the voice? Because I've been paying attention to it for 42 years. Now, there are ways to hear God's voice. There's probably a hundred ways to hear God's voice. But we only have a little bit of time this morning. I've come here today... With four. Everybody say four. four. How many ways do we have? Four. four ways to hear God's voice. If you've been praying, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. I want to hear your will. I want to hear your way. I want to hear your voice. If that has ever been your prayer, I've got four ways. How many ways do we have? Four, four ways that God wants to speak to us. Way number one, everybody say number one, is right here. Through his word, everybody say his word. His word, everybody say his word. God's word is the way for God to speak to us. If you're waiting for God to talk to you, there's a good chance he already did. And it's in here. You know, we were, I was talking to Sister Jackie yesterday, and we were talking about Bible quizzing. And I am all in on Bible quizzing. I know you guys are all in on Bible quizzing. And here's why we're all in on Bible quizzing. Because we know that God can speak to our kids because they are learning his word. That's why we do what we do. Why we do what we do to learn his word. So I can see who's in track. The older one is Judah, the younger one is Titus. Sorry, I'm trying to memorize all these names. So I can see Judah praying one day. Judah's praying, God, can I beat up my little brother? Please, God. Please, God, please answer my prayer. Can I beat up my little brother? Please, God, please, God, please, God. Please let me beat him up just once, please. God will not answer Judah's prayer. You know why? Because God already did. 
It's in here. It says, be kind one to another. Some prayers have already been answered because God has already spoken to us through his word. Mom gives an order to you kids, tells you to do something. Do you need to listen to your mom? Do you need to listen to your mom? Yes, you do. You know why? Because God already answered it right here. Children, parents quote it with me, children, obey your parents. It's already in here. There's a bunch of prayers that have already been answered right here, okay? So our parents, parents are, uh, I mean, we get the, the word, the answer is from the word. Everybody say his word. Everybody say his word. Number two, I kind of slipped into number two. Number two, kids, I got news for you. By the way, how many ways do we have? How many ways do we have? What's our number one way? His. There you go. What was that? His. Number two way, and I just kind of slipped into it a minute ago, is kids, your parents. God has put your parents in your life to be the voice of God in your life. And parents, I'm about to ruin your day. God put you in your kids' lives to be the voice of God to them. Hello? Hello? Should I catch an early plane and leave now? Parents, you are the voice of God to your children. So, I can see Aubrey. Aubrey's at school and finds out that it's late October. And Aubrey finds out in late October that all of her friends from school are going to the brand new haunted house downtown. So, Aubrey goes to mom. Mom, can I go to the haunted house? Can I go to the haunted house? All my friends are going to the haunted house. Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? No. No. Mom, please, can I go to the haunted house? Can I go to the haunted house? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? No. Please, Mom, can I go? 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 No. Okay. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> can I go to the haunted house? Can I go to the haunted house? Can I go? No. No, can I please go to the haunted house? All my friends are going to the haunted house. Can I go to the haunted house? No. Please, can I go to the haunted house? Can I go to the haunted house? No. Fine. I know what I'll do. I'll just go to my room and pray about it. <laughs> Have news for Aubrey and all the other kids. God already answered your prayer, not once, but twice. You've already heard the voice of God in your life. There's just some things you don't need to pray about. Because your parents are the voice of God in your life. And parents, you are the voice of God in their lives. By the way, it's Grandparents' Day. I got a word for all the grandparents. 
you are still the voice of God. You are still, you're way more fun, but you're still the voice of God in your kids' and grandkids' lives. And there's a special place for grandmas and papas. I'm telling you what. Grandmas and papas can relate to kids like nobody can. All the grandmas and papas said amen. There you go. By the way, I are one, and I speak the language. And as of last Saturday, eight days ago, I now have nine, for those of you who are keeping score. Parents, you are the voice of God. Kids, your parents are the voice of God. That's why we want you to obey your parents, because when you're obeying your parents, you are obeying God. All the kids and parents said amen. amen. So our parents, everybody say our parents. Everybody say our parents. Number one way God talks to us is through. Say that again. Number two way God talks to us is through. Everybody say that again. Number three. Everybody say number three. Number three way God likes to talk to us is through his spirit. Everybody say his spirit. Everybody say his spirit. Now, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that there were going to be a couple of apostolic Pentecostals at church today. Did any apostolic Pentecostals show up at church today? Anybody? Anybody? What about two-thirds of a Pentecostal church going on here? Pretty cool. You're doing good work. Let's see if we can do a little bit better. Did any apostolic Pentecostals come to church today? Anyone? <laughs> have any of you ever, and kids, this is for you too, have you ever attended a red-hot apostolic Pentecostal prayer meeting? Has anybody ever been to one of them? If you've been there, clap your hands. Now... Let me tell you something about red-hot apostolic Pentecostal prayer meetings. Apparently, we in our Pentecostal culture note your speaker, unscrew water bottle before you go to platform. I missed the memo. In our apostolic Pentecostal culture, I don't know, maybe it's somewhere in Timothy, I'm not sure, we have decided that it's biblical that God is deaf. So we, we walk into our apostolic Pentecostal prayer meetings, and because we believe God is deaf, we pray loud because we want to make sure he can hear us. And so if you ever, anybody ever walked into one of those, do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hello? Hello? And so we walk into an apostolic Pentecostal prayer meeting. We pray, and we, oh, God, oh, God. And, you know, if you come in here for one of those meetings or you meet for a sectional meeting or whatever, there's always that one guy. You know the one guy? Has he ever been here? He probably prays down front down here somewhere and he paces. And you can hear him above everybody else. 
He might actually be the senior pastor of the church. I'm not sure. But there's that one guy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Does he go to your church? And then, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. They warned me about the lighting and stuff. I'm going this way. Deal with it, okay? And so, and then I'd go right there, but Heather's right there. I got to go over here. So. <laughs> and then there's that one lady. Y'all have the one lady? And she gets down between the pews. You can't see her because it's all dark in here and stuff. And she's doing this number. <laughs> Does she go here? You've heard of her. Have Who's heard her before? Who's heard her before? Okay, there you go. All right. And we walk into our apostolic Pentecostal prayer meetings, and it, you get enough of those people doing that. It is loud. I had a Nazarene friend, God bless him, good friend of mine, get in the middle of a Pentecostal prayer circle one time, freaked him out. Like, what is this? <laughs> and he's convinced that we believe that God is deaf. I am a horrible participant in an apostolic Pentecostal prayer meeting. I'll tell you why. Believe it or not, I'm not loud. I know that's hard to believe. But I get into a prayer meeting. I like to find a dark corner, and I like to sit quiet. Because my, my Bible says two things. Number one, it says make a joyful noise. So all of you that are making noise, it's good. It's Bible. But the same Bible that says make a joyful noise also says be still and know that I am God. And there are moments to be loud, but there are also moments to be still and listen. Everybody say listen. Everybody say listen. There are times to be still and listen to the voice of God, His Spirit speaking to your spirit. Sometimes when we're praying, we're doing all the talking. And when we're doing all the talking, we can't do any of the listening. And there are times to pray. There are times to pray aloud. I get it. But there are other times to just sit still and listen to the voice of God and see what it is that he wants to say. He can speak to you through his spirit. Everybody say his spirit. Everybody say his spirit. <clears throat> Number one way to listen to God's voice is? Number two way to hear God's voice is? Number three way to listen to God's voice is? Number four way. Everybody say number four. Number four way to listen to God's voice is through his 
direction. Everybody say his direction. Everybody say his direction. Now, <clears throat> there was a day a few years ago, I was working at the radio station. This is a little more than a decade ago. I was working at the radio station. It was just a normal day. It was like a Tuesday. And um, I've been working my long day, and it got to be about 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Hadn't had lunch yet. I bagged my lunch. The team heard about that yesterday. What did I have for lunch this day? Ham sandwich. Better know it. So we have a little lunchroom area we call the canteen. And I took my lunch into the canteen and a book with me. And I sat down at a table. It's kind of a public lunch area. I sat down, opened my, sand, my ham sandwich, my Cheetos, and started to have lunch, reading a book, minding my own business. The problem with this day is I was having a no good, horrible, rotten, nasty day. I was having a no good, horrible, rotten, nasty day. Does anybody relate to my story? Have you ever had the no good, horrible, rotten, nasty day? Anybody with me? Not only was I having that kind of a day, I was actually having that kind of a season. I was in a part, a stretch in my life when every day stunk. Does anybody relate to my story? Anybody? Okay. I was there. I was there. And it was dark. It was dark. I was having a no good, horrible, nasty, rotten season. And this particular day was part of that season. I'm in the lunchroom, minding my own business, eating my ham sandwich, reading my book. The door opened, and a gentleman named Ken, who works for the Bible college that Pastor Gary went to, a gentleman named Ken walks in the door. Ken and I are not overtly close, but we're casual acquaintances, and we like each other. And, and, and Ken saw me in there. Hey, Ken. Hey, Brent. How you doing? Oh, it's good. I'm just in here having lunch. For just And so we, we chit-chatted. He said, I'm looking for some coffee. Afternoon's getting late. Need some caffeine. He started poking around our cupboards looking for some coffee. So he and I are just casually chatting, casually talking. Nobody's business. It's just no big, no big whoop. But all of a sudden, somewhere in the conversation, the topic turned to my horrible, rotten, nasty, no good time that I'm going through. And I became a little vulnerable to Ken and told him a little, about, little bit about what I was facing. And t Ken turned. He looked at me. He said, I know right where you are. I have been there. And Ken began to tell me his story from his angle. And it was amazing, everybody, how closely entwined our two stories were. They were absolutely parallel. But he had faced what I'm facing about three years prior to this moment. And he looked at me and he said, Brent, I know exactly where you are. I know exactly how you feel. And this is what I did. And this is how I dealt with it. And this is what God did for me. Boom, 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 boom. 
Ken came in the canteen looking for some coffee in the afternoon. Three hours later, Ken left the room. For three hours, that man absolutely ministered to me. And all these years later, I am still living by the advice and counsel that he gave me. And I am absolutely convinced, without a doubt, I am absolutely sure that God sent Ken into the canteen that afternoon. Without a doubt, God put him in my path. I'm thinking maybe Ken was at his desk working away and God kind of tickled his tummy a little bit. Wouldn't some coffee sound good about right now? And Ken said, you know, I think some coffee sounds good about right now. I think I'll go hunt some down. And he wandered into my canteen looking for coffee. But he ended up being an absolute angel from God for me for the next three hours. And I'm letting you know God can speak to you. He can give you direction through circumstances. He can put people in your life when you're not expecting it. And all of a sudden, boom, here they are. And they are absolutely sent from God. And they are God's voice to you. The kicker, though, everybody, is this. For me to hear God's voice coming through Ken, I first had to be listening. And I was in a mental state, an emotional state, a spiritual state to listen for the voice of God. It was unmistakably his voice that day. So God can give us his direction. Everybody say his direction. And kids, I got news for you. Adults, I got news for you. Maybe someday, maybe even this week, God wants you to be his voice to somebody else. You're going to come across somebody who's waiting to hear from God. And you are going to cross paths with them, and it's going to be your job to be the voice of God. So we hear God's voice. We don't necessarily hear him speaking out of the sky, but we absolutely can hear his voice. Four ways. Number one, we can hear his voice through. Number two, we can hear his voice through. Number three, we can hear his voice through. And finally, we can hear his voice through his direction. Everybody say his direction. Can we stand, everybody? Can we stand? I told you that my favorite audience was 2 to 92. And there's many of and I warned you 40 minutes ago, for those of you who came in here to lay back because it was a kid's service, I've gotten a compliment over many, many years, many, many times I've gotten a compliment from the adults in my audience 
that say, man, I love to hear you speak because when you speak, you make it so basic and so simple, I get it. I spoke at the Bible college one day. Gary might have been in my audience. I spoke at the Bible college one day. I said, if you're looking for deep, he's across the street in the office. You got me instead. I'm just basic stuff. But sometimes God can speak to us through the basic stuff. I'm wondering if maybe there's an adult here in the room that's been searching for the voice of God, and I'm praying that you got some answers today. And kids, today it is all about you. By the way, I want to say something to the kids that are up here, and, and there, I know there's some that are sprinkled throughout the audience. Kids, I have something to tell you. You are in a good place. You're in a place that loves you. You're in a place that values you. One of the things I told the audience yesterday, guys, and I'm saying this to everybody, I came here this weekend. I got a tour of the operation on Friday night, and I'm so impressed. I am so impressed because children are a priority at Refuge Church. I, you get it. You get it. And I've, this is not true everywhere. I'm telling you, not every church has this. And kids, you are in a place that loves you and values you. And we want to see you live for God. We want to see you grow up to become influential leaders. And we're talking pastors and we're talking teachers and we're talking missionaries. But we're not only talking that. We're talking teachers. We're talking attorneys. We're talking plumbers. We're talking construction construction workers. We're talking future godly dads. We're talking future godly moms. Does anybody want to see some future godly dads and godly moms come out of what's going on up here? You are, I told this to the team yesterday, you hear a cliche, children are the church of tomorrow. Then you'll hear this retort, oh no, they're, they're the church of today. And I get that. I understand the sentiment. I, I completely understand because it, kids are valued today. Kids can live for God today. God can, can speak through kids today. I get that. They are the church of today. But let's not negate. They are the church of tomorrow. Our future leaders are down here in the first couple of rows. Our future attorneys, our future congressmen, your future mayor may be in the room right now down here on the first couple of rows. You don't know. So our job at this church is to assist our parents to help them raise influential godly leaders. Uh, quick head count, 5, 10, 15, about 18 here, and uh, maybe about 12 here. I need 40 adults. That should be more than enough. I need 40 godly adults that will help me pray to come down here and line the front from here to there and face that direction. I need 40 godly adults. Hurry quick. Don't, time's ticking. You can play. I need 40 godly adults across the front. Okay, now, thank you very much. 
Thank you, guys. Appreciate it very, very much. Now, kids, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go I'm going to go with age 5 to 12. I'm going with age 5 to 12. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you some instruction and this is for all of you, adults and kids alike. In just a couple of minutes, I'm going to invite every kid between the ages of 5 and 12 to come down here and stand in front of an adult. Don't move yet. Do not move yet. You're going to come down here, you're going to stand in front of an adult. I have one requirement. You cannot go to a family member. Don't go to mom. Don't go to grandma. Don't go to, don't, do not go to an older brother. Go to someone you are not related to. Adult, when the kid is in front of you, you're going to ask them a question. The question you're going to ask them is, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? Adults, brace yourself because you don't know what you're going to hear. And there's a good chance a couple of you are going to hear something serious come out of these mouths. But they may say, I need the Holy Ghost, or I need to meet Jesus. But they might say, my mom and dad are fighting, or I've got a bully picking on me, or hey, I've got a math test Monday morning I'm freaked out about. Whatever they want to pray about, okay, whatever they want to pray about, that's what we're going to pray for, okay? And then kids, we're going to do four things. Kids, I'm going to ask you to do four things. First of all, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Kids, say, close your eyes. And then, kids, I'm going to tell you to lift your chin. Even though your eyes are closed, I want your face up, okay? Say, lift my chin. And then I'm going to tell you to raise your arms. Everybody say, raise your arms. And then I'm going to ask you to raise your voice. Everybody say, raise your voice. So when you get down here, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, lift your chin, raise your arms, raise your voice. Parents, adults that are up here, we're going to pray for the needs of our kids. And though it might seem trivial to you, whatever they come up with to tell you about, it's serious to them. All right? And there's a bunch of us that grew up not in church that never had an adult pray for us when we were kids. I was one of them. I never had a grown-up pray for me as a kid. And I would have loved to have been seven years old and had an adult ask me, how can I pray for you? And so that is what we are going to do. All right, between the ages of 5 and 12, and, and we're not, if somebody breaks the rule, I'm not going to get hung up on it. If a 13-year-old or 4-year-old wants down here, that's fine. If you're between 5 and 12, come down here, okay? Go to an adult you are not related to. You have 10 seconds, 10, 9, 8 Seven, six, five, four, three, two, 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 two. You can see better than I can from up here. Can you can you confirm that I have one kid in front of one kid per adult? Help me help me confirm that, okay? Are we looking good? Now, there's a couple of adults didn't get a kid, and that's okay. You're going to still help us pray. And by the way, everybody's come down here before we're all done. All right, kids, turn around, face your adult. Turn around, look at your adult. Ask your adult, ask your kid, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? 
right, does everybody have an answer? Adults, if you got an answer, raise your hand. Adults, if you got an answer, raise your hand. Adults, if you got an answer, raise your hand. All right, we're going to pray. Kids, and I asked you to do four things. I asked you to, and we'll do that in just a second, and before I do that, we are inviting everybody to come down and pray with our kids. Let's pray with our kids. We're asking the kids to close your eyes. Kids, close your eyes. Kids, lift your chin. Look up. Even though your eyes are closed, look up. Kids, raise your arms. Kids, raise your arms. And kids, raise your voice. Church, let's pray for our kids. Let's pray for our kids. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let's pray for our kids. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's pray for the next generation right now. Let's pray for the next generation right now. Jesus' light in the darkness, my God. Come down and join us. Come down and join us. Let's pray for our kids. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, promise keep light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are.